Hello, dear listener. It is me, Jenny Tian from Peanut Butter Jenny Time, here just letting you know a little bit of a content warning for this episode. My guest, Conchetta Caristo, was incredibly brave in sharing her story, and there is a mention of domestic violence in it. Um, although I promise it does have a happy ending and it is 100% worth listening to. It is also the last episode of Peanut Butter Jenny Time. I've got a special on YouTube that is dropping or has already dropped. So if you haven't already, go check that out. Subscribe. Do all the things. If you've been listening week to week, then thank you so much for just, you know, taking the time to listen to what everyone has to say. I've learned so much about all these different guests, a lot of them being my friends that I've known for a couple of years now. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you and enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun chatting to Conchetta Caristo. Hello and welcome to Peanut Butter Jenny Time. My name is Jenny Tian and every week I chat to a different guest. Today I have Conchetta Caristo. <laughs> Hi, baby. Hello. How are you? I'm so happy to be here and see you. Oh, that's so nice. I feel like it's been a while for both yeah. of us. You just took a holiday, right? Yeah, I took a holiday and then, you know, Breakfast Radio has taken over my whole life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell me about that. Because your schedule is like nuts right like I feel like people don't know how early you wake up and how like you finish like you you just finished work and it's like 2 p.m right (laughs) yeah yeah and I think I have to forget that like my 1 p.m someone's 5 p.m so Mm. in my head I'm like well there's the whole day I have no excuse not to like fit a billion things in but like if you work nine to five by five you're kind of like oh maybe I'm gonna chill or like I'll have a drink I'm like well I have to have two lives in one day sometimes or sometimes I just crash yeah and I'll feel guilty and be like, I'm the laziest girl in the world to my partner because I'm in bed at one thirty, two o'clock. And he's like, you're tired. You've been up since four. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> That's a person's full day. That's like evening for most people yeah. is like your 1 p.m. It's a little bit being like, no one understands me. I've been up to the- <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, just I'm, so, I'm so special in the it, world. No, no, no one I, gets it. No, no, no. Yeah. It's like shift workers get it. It's just funny yeah. when you're like going against the grain a little bit yeah. sometimes. But I have to say, babe, I hated actually working nine to five. I much prefer <gasps> finishing you? at one because like you can get to the shops. Like yeah, you can avoid nice. like traffic and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that is really nice. By five, all the shops are closed. It's like, I want to go to the shops. Exactly, like if I need yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> and do your shopping, avoid everything. I like it. So did you have a nine to five before? Um, at one point I did. I literally worked, um, what was it? It was a hearing testing place. Did you do the hearing test? Um, I did. For, oh for like, if you just walked in off the street, so I could give you like a simple hearing test, and then if it was over a level, I would send. I would be like, "We'd like to book you in with the audiologist," and I was a receptionist. And that was at one point I was working um nine to five, and then that was when I was like, "I really can't do this forever." Like, wait, so you were just grabbing people off? Did you say off the street? Um, I mean, people would come from off the street and be like, "I think my hearing's bad," or oh, like, and then you, you do know, a little test. You do the test if people want yeah. to. Tr- check it out but not most recently I was working casual for the last several years in like retail and stuff yeah and then like because I heard you like do bits about this where you're like I'm working my first like office job at the moment which is by the way triple j radio I know, <laughs> I know. and it's like yeah it's like not a normal office job which is like the dream because can you imagine me like I'm hugging everyone I'm like crying all the time I'm like wearing bikinis <laughs> to the work like it's like the per- it's the limit I could do of an office job um for a whole year but yeah. it isn't like for other than six to nine, I'm sitting at my desk. I'm like writing questions. Oh my god! We're like brainstorming, sitting down. I've got yeah. like back problems because I'm sitting. Oh, because you're heaps. sitting in a wheelie for the first time. Oh my god, the back problems are real, right? Like it's, 
the actual adjustment of your chair because you do it in like training and you see like okay your armrests are supposed to be this high and then your back thing is supposed to be here and you're yes. meant to have like a level playing field with like yeah. your um computer monitor and you do it in training and you're just like and Whatever. yeah and then instead i'm like slumped every day like this like yeah mm, like trolling the internet um yeah i'm not i'm not doing proper you know a sedentary lifestyle is killing us and it's killing me what does sedentary mean sitting oh sedentary to feel smart for one second feels good <laughs> okay that's so amazing and so how long have you been because last time we spoke you had like I feel like you just started yeah. in radio and now it's been a couple of months. How are you settling in? Yeah. So I started properly um, in the duo in breakfast January. Um, and so it's now what? Eight. We're in, oh my gosh. We're yeah. Eight, nine it's months like or something. End of the year. And so it's sort of, you know, I'm really into it now. I think if I listen back to January, I would notice that maybe I'm a bit better, we'd hope, and a bit less, <laughs> just, just a tiny bit better, and maybe a little bit less nervous. Yeah. But also I have been like listening to, you know, podcasts and stuff about radio and talking to people and it's like, Hamish and Andy talk about their first few years, they're like garbage. So it's like really? one year in actually the scope of something is like nothing, if yeah. that makes sense. Like I'm actually allowed to be shit for one year. It is like a real office job where it's like your first year is like you're figuring out what the job actually is and then like yeah. how to do it and how it works. Yes. It's like when you first started a company and you're like a grad or whatever. Yeah. Even yeah. in stand-up. Like it's think so of true. yourself in one yeah. year. It's like maybe you've got talent, but you're not good. You're not yeah, like coming out so the gates true. perfect. Like it's it so takes true. years to actually like build the craft yeah. so i'm just you know i'm just trying my I, I i'm less nervous about everything all the time and maybe just a little bit into a swing of things but but yeah, yeah. amazing and i also i also because it's been like a few weeks since i've done this pod i forgot to ask you to yeah. introduce yourself oh. <laughs> hello my name is Kim Christo. i'm a leo and i technically work at triple j and um, I'm also a comedian and a friend of Jenny's. Oh, if she lets me say that. So <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> I'm also a Leo. Oh my God, Queen. When yeah. is your birthday? Uh, July 24th. When's yours? Whoa, that's so close to mine. I'm August 1st. Oh my God. Do you feel like you identify as a Leo? I feel like I'm on, because I'm like so close to not being a Leo. You know what I mean? I'm like one day off. Like I'm like almost a Cancer. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I've always been like, okay, I like almost just make it to being a Leo. But So you could be a bit of both both different signs. I have no idea what Cancer does. I've never looked yeah, into me it. Neither. I've always been like Leo is obviously <laughs> the bravest and the best. So I'm going to. Yeah, all Leos are stars that. and, you know, <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> I have a thing though where like, were you the youngest in your grade or were you one of the oldest in your grade? Oh my God, what a throwback question. I think I was normal. I don't think I was really? like, I don't remember being like, you know, I feel like if you're oldest or youngest through the grade, everyone tells you. You're always like, you're yeah, the baby of the grade. Yeah. I don't have any mem. I also don't have a lot of memories, but um, <laughs> I don't have memory of being one of the oldest or youngest. Why really? were you? Because like the cutoff date for school, to my memory, mm. is like the end of <gasps> July. Oh. Slash like some, maybe some talented people in August would get into the oh, grade. Sounds like me, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't even, I love that you know that specificity. Yeah. I'm like, I went to school. 
and that's <laughs> and that's that. I don't really remember what I was in the year. Oh, fair. I remember specific because I'm end of July, so I would always be like one of the youngest in the grade, and I would always therefore be like the shortest and like the least developed, and like you carry that through your life. Whereas Whoa! I feel like I feel like most people that are like Leos, because so much of the grade system starts where it's like. You know, if you're born in August, mm. then that's when you can like start going into school. So people that are Leos often are the oldest in the grade and therefore are the most confident and then carry that into the rest of their lives. And then that's why, that's my theory for why they end up like bold and brave and like all these other things. That's amazing. I hope school kids listen to this so that they can weigh in. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'm I'm the eldest in my grade and I'm the most confident and I'm most likely to be successful yeah. <laughs> outside of here. <laughs> <laughs> undying confidence yeah <laughs> love it okay so speaking of you like working at triple j and everything when we were hanging out mm. and doing our training together at the end of last year <sighs> so long ago you had only like just gotten into taylor swift <laughs> oh, i got into taylor swift because of you yeah literally this is not like i i don't i don't even say this lightly i say this with so much weight jenny from our training at Triple J, yeah. it was so cool. It was the girlies. You were my it rocks. Was so it was Beck, Childhood, good. you and I. Yeah. And we were somewhere where you two were talking so passionately, <laughs> so fervently about this brand new album from Taylor Swift. Oh my God, it's amazing. What's yeah. it called, the album? Midnight. Midnights. And I mean, that is to the testament of like loving things and like speaking about something passionately that it just got me so intrigued. I was like... These two girlies I love, love this girlie. What is it that stopped me from Taylor before? Yeah. I think like a lot of people, we go, oh, we've got her in the love story box. We're like, you're that country girl. And yeah. it's like, maybe you're not for me. Anyways, I literally that day or that afternoon, I drove my car. I put the album top to tail. I listened to that thing yeah. and it blew my socks off. I was like, the lyrics are yeah. like poetry that like yeah. rip your heart out like yeah. so smart so clever so beautiful so emotional and the songs are bangers they're so good and it just changed like I, I listened to that album non-stop and now I'm like Taylor can get it and then you hear these stories about how she's just like this pioneer in the industry and yeah. now I've been talking for five minutes but like you did that yeah but it's so amazing I, but also like testament to you and your open-mindedness to get into her to like I yeah. feel like for most people <laughs> they got into Taylor Swift around like Red or 19, 1989 when she like switched into pop, but yeah. you, your I'm era, so late. Your era, <laughs> Taylor was very. It's, <laughs> what was that? Was that last year? Like that was the end of last year. Yeah. end of twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two is when I started, and I'll dive her like with the rest of the girls who've been with her from b the beginning. Yeah, she's a power. And then you guys told me to watch the documentary. Oh, Miss America, that I haven't done. Okay, that I need fair. to watch. Oh yeah, that's fair. Are you going to tour or no? Her tour. Okay, mm, I I don't I'm I get scared for that like big crazy tour stuff and being in a place with a billion people. That's oh, where I'm a really? little bit like I'm okay because like unless I'm meeting Taylor Swift, Jenny, or unless I'm interviewing her yeah. for God forbid for Triple J, yeah, I'm like well I don't need to stand a billion miles away from her. That's so true. I'll On, get anxiety. Yeah. Like I don't know, my feet will hurt if you want me to stand yeah. for like three yeah. hours. Concerts can really suck. Yeah, yeah. and then they play. They end up. Taylor's um, concert is different, but for the majority of them, you know, like one or two songs from the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. go through their entire set list, and okay. you're just like, mm, I have okay. to ask you, are you going? Of course I'm going. Okay. Of course I'm and, going. And what, like, seats were you going for? Oh, we were going for C, and it was like the What classic. does that mean? 
I don't even know what that means. Is that close? <gasps> C. So there's like the, there's like, I don't know, like the A section, which is like the best and super, super expensive. And then I think there's like B that's like on the outer circle. And then C is where you start getting into the seating stands. Oh. Yeah. So you're going to so be seated. We're going to be, but like no one's going to sit. We're all going to, you know, me and my friends are going to stand. But it was literally the thing of, we were all on our, you know, phones and laptops, devices, incognito mode, private browsing mode, and then like probably like every single thing to try and get these tickets. That's the thing. I don't want that responsibility of like, oh, like that's why I'll never like go in a sneaker raffle. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want the pressure of like, I need to, if someone else is doing it for me, maybe. Yeah. But is, that's ballsy. It was so stressful. I had a dream that the <laughs> page, that I got through to the next page and that it was time to enter my credit card details. And then I entered it too slowly. And then I and then Della so snatches it back. She's like, no tickets for you. You're never going to see me. I mean, again, something I read about the tour is how like she boosted the economy yes. in the city. I mean, does it get more girl boss? Like truly, like that's so cool. She's actually amazing. And have you seen the Barbie? movie yet yeah i'm like she's barbie she's, she's so barbie she's so Such barbie yeah do you feel like she's um have you heard the, the stories at the moment that she's has a feud with olivia rodrigo can you oh. weigh in on anything like that or you're like no that becomes a gossip and i'm not interested oh no i'm totally so into it <laughs> i feel i don't know i really like olivia rodrigo i think it's like olivia's like so young and it's like she's so good and it's like protect her please so yeah the fact that she used to so undyingly support taylor and then suddenly stopped doing it. I'm like, there was something that went on there and I feel bad. And it's like also like a sad thing of like, you know, never meet your heroes or whatever, but we'll never really know whatever happened between the two. So it's kind of like a bit whatever, but you can clearly tell from Olivia's side that like something happened to make her stop supporting her. And I'm like, and that's sad. That is sad. How old is she? Like 19 or something? Yeah. And uh, she's a powerhouse. They both are. And, you know, you wish everyone could get along all the time, but life is complicated. Life is complicated. And it's actually not our business. Exactly. (laughs) We're not in the circle (laughs) of their group, you know? But also if anyone has any goss on that, please. please (laughs) come to us directly. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Also, speaking of Barbie... Okay, I saw your thing with Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig. Oh my god, thanks Wait. for being across my stuff. That's oh so my nice. God. Of course. And then also Barbie. I was obsessed with the movie. You got the Renesmee doll. Do who came up with the idea for the name Renesmee <laughs> to then you you named a Barbie Renesmee and then you showed it to literally Margot Robbie <laughs> and Greta Gerwig. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I bought a Barbie for um when I went on the cheap seats and I was doing this fashion segment and something that was really in vogue was like mini handbags. So I went and bought a Barbie for the first time since I was a kid just to get the mini handbag. And I had this beautiful Barbie that's like in my house and like she's a girl boss and she's Vitilago and she's like awesome. She's like one of the new Barbies. And um, so then when we had this, you know, what's it called? A press thing, this press junket or whatever it was coming up. I saw the Barbie and I was like, oh my God, is it like, is it a good idea if I like brought my Barbie? And the office was like, yes, like ask the Barbie, like maybe you could play around with it and be like, maybe you could name her or something like that. And then when we went in the moment, God, these like PR things, what are they called? It's like a junket. So you only have like literally every outlet, unless you're freaking Carl and Jackie O, you get like five minutes with the celebs to just and you you like you learn that you shouldn't even be like how are you like it's like the second you sit down you're on you better ask your questions and get out um and so i had the barbie acid and in the moment i 
just you know thought of the resume i hadn't planned it i just like (laughs) thought i was like this is my barbie and i thought would it be funny if and i think names are so funny like god if you're a fan of me you better know this by now i love wigs (laughs) i love funny names and the funniest name that came to me was renesme and and then that like made them laugh and truly it's like a highlight of my life that's so you made greta gerwig and margot (laughs) robbie Robbie laugh And I mean, we perhaps need to owe, we owe it all to Twilight that, yes. that let that joke sing. But it's the funniest name. It's so random. It's so ugly. <laughs> it's clearly, clearly two names joined yeah, together. It's like, how do you make two, like, what, how do you make a beautiful name? You put two beautiful names together and that'll be more beautiful. Nah, it makes it feral and shit. Can, can, can Chetta, um, Imagine Jen- you find out my middle name yeah. is Renesmee. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to be like, I was going to try join your name oh, with another name. Yeah, what about yours? Jenna, Jenny. <laughs> no, it'd be um, Janetta. <laughs> I kind of love that. Or, oh, it'd be Connie or Kenny. Oh. With a C, because oh, Jenny, Conchetta. And Conchetta, Kenny, yeah, nah. I don't like Connie. Or I don't Connie. go by Connie. Yeah, yeah. Does okay. anyone call you, no one calls you Jen. Everyone calls you like yeah, no. Jenny or JT, right? Yeah, I emphasize the the because like okay there's a thing with like jenny's and jennifer's Mm. where jennifer's are jen's so they can be called jen and jennifer but jenny's are always jenny's there are so so many interesting there's so many jennifer's and there's so many jenny's and it's like no you cannot you don't cross over yeah no no i'm very firm on it anytime someone calls me jen i'm like no it's it's Jenny. That's me. If anyone calls me Connie, I'm like, please don't. I don't want to be Connie. Connie. <laughs> no, it's not my vibe. Okay. So something that I didn't know about you until we started doing training at Triple J together was you <laughs> used to be school captain. It's yes. so random. Oh, it's no. So Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> it really doesn't get enough credit. No, I can't believe. Why did that come up? I hope I didn't walk I into d- the room and I was like, ex-school captain <laughs> just entered the room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was. Yes, I yeah, was. That's so funny. Huh, I, what's I, funny I, about it? <laughs> what, were you were you a leader much in school? No, I was just like studying. Well, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were the runt of the litter. You could never remember. You were the youngest. I was. I was also very young. So you yes. weren't confident. And you yeah, no, no, I was not. Yeah. Whereas you, on the other hand, born in August, older, clearly so confident. You're like, I can lead an entire school. I am did, the captain. Did you ever want to be, or it was a little no. bit like not your vibe? I was never into. I think I didn't care about being like prefect or like. Yeah that leadership stuff until it was like immediately before um they were like if you want to be prefect put your thing in and then my entire group I think for the lols were like yeah let's just do it and then I I think me and a few others got to like this there's like two or three rounds or something for it and then a few of us got into the second round and then after that I suddenly really wanted it <laughs> and <laughs> then I didn't competitive. get it <laughs> I didn't get it wait um, so what were the kind of people that were like, do you remember your school leaders? Like, what were they yeah. like? Oh, they were super uh, politically active, socially, like oh. social issues active. Were um, they funny? Smart. No. I mean, they were like really sociable, fun people. Mm. Maybe one of the, no, I don't remember. They sound like really like conscientious yes, students like, who were just really like active and. Yeah, like smart. Like smart and like good public speaking and yes. like a good person. and Yeah, and would go on to be like a 
you know, leader in some other thing yeah. in the future or like volunteer for organisations, like wow. that type of thing. See, I only cared about being school leader because it was the only way I saw to be funny. It was like to oh, me so the closest job to, be to being a comedian. Wow. Because all the captains at my school, they were those type of students. They were so smart and like – you know, they're like duxes and stuff, but they were always funny. Like they always were doing funny speeches, funny sketches, like funny assemblies, funny skits, funny, like, so, you know, I didn't like dream of being a comedian my whole life, but I was always drawn to like laughing and being funny. And, and so that's all I had in school. school. My school was my whole world. I went to the same school from kinder to year 12. And so they were the like leaders that I had. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like I thought that was so unbelievable that they could like command the whole school. And like also like, you know, when you're all in the same school, you're making jokes that like the school understands. You're like, oh, that staircase yeah. that has the crazy cat in it. Like it <laughs> yep. was just a way of like uniting everyone and like – so that is why I was always in leadership oh. positions. Like I did, you know, I, I wasn't like the smartest student. I was like pretty smart. I was always late to school every day of my freaking <laughs> life. And, yeah. you know, I was like, and I'm not and I'm not the coolest person. I'm not even the most popular person, but, but I think it, I just was funny. And that yeah. like could get you people so to amazing. know you and be drawn yeah. to you kind of thing. So that's oh all I'll say about school captain. I don't care about like... I mean, it is nice to be a leader and to like do things for. I do love that. Like, but I don't walk around thinking I'm a leader. No, that's so. That's so amazing that your school captains were like doing sketches and yeah. funny. St- like my school was so not like that at all, and that's uh, yeah. so interesting. That's like, oh my god, the little patterns of being a comedian like start emerging yes. from like that younger age and everything as well. Totally. So, did you always want to be like growing up like? want to be funny or like were drawn to funny things I was definitely drawn to funny things um I just loved you know my dad was really into movies and so he was making us watch movies like from very young and you know I just like loved comedy movies I loved comedy actors I also like sort of had like a a bit of a hard like growing up and whenever I could make the family laugh or or whatever that's the sweet spot so like it's a little bit of that of like when you're laughing like you just are riding that wave of tension and if you could get a laugh like you're safe and everyone's happy and blah 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 so there's a bit of that and just like it was I was just like addicted like in school I was always in classes like being the funny one like a little bit like always talking always being like we class clown yeah Oh my I remember my dad so my dad was the like strict one and he I just have this one memory of him being like are you the class clown? Like checking in being like, you're not the class clown, are you? And I went, no. And in my head I went, yep, (laughs) I fully am. It's the one thing that I do care about. So that was, um, yeah, that's definitely where it started. Yeah. And then after that, is that how you got started in like improv and and stuff? Like, yeah, there's a bit of a, um, a bit of a jump. So like, I, I, yeah, I didn't really do co-curricular drama or anything in school. Like the parents um, wow, really? were like against it. They were like yeah. things that scale, like, come on. Oh. So I was doing chemistry. I'm doing like whatever. Oh, chemistry, like, yuck. I sucked at chemistry. Chemistry is so hard. It's so yeah. hard. I don't even no. know what it is still. <laughs> like I don't even know. I did it for so, two years. I don't even remember a single thing. Yeah. And so I I, um, and I remember my drama teacher begged me to do drama. Nup, nup, nup. Didn't really do oh. that kind of stuff. And then, you know, post school again it was encouraged like that I would do like a a job that's um what's the word like prestigious like yes. you know your lawyer your doctor you're something yeah. like that something especially uni and so I just like 
did economics. I've shown you no did economic, interest in economics. your degree. That was my first. Oh my gosh! An degree out of school, degree. an economics degree at UCID, and um, I just remembered supply and demand, and that was it. And I was like <laughs> going to uni and not really, like, not really doing it. And then, um, yeah. And then my family, my mum, my sister, and I, we moved to Perth. And wait, whoa! I did not know this about you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the 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 thing is, like, yeah, I grew up. My dad was quite violent. He was like, I I grew up in that kind of household, and so why we left was like, my mum called a like helpline of being like, oh, I can't, we can't do this anymore, and then the helpline put her in touch with a, um, like a social worker, and then my mum started like over months we were like okay we, we're gonna get out we gotta leave yeah. it and so we were just like um for months mum was like doing all the heavy lifting she's the oh. parent of like doing paperwork and stuff and we yeah. would like slowly like pack things in our bags oh man your mum's amazing by she's the way. amazing yeah. she truly it was a very brave thing to do and yeah. so then we went to this women's refuge blah 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 was there for a couple of months and then was like let's move to the other side of the country yeah. so we moved to perth i changed my name i started a new degree Whoa. and this time i was like i'll do i'll be a bit experimental like I'll do arts. No, I did law journalism for some reason. Whoa. I love that that was your idea of experimenting. Yeah, yeah, you know when like you don't really have a calling. So like university degrees are a shopping list and you go, "Hmm, maybe I'll try this or that. Like, so I tried that and I remember the law part being like, this isn't for me. This is Mm. too serious. There's better people who can do this. Journalism was a bit more interesting, blah, blah, blah. Did that. And that was where I did an acting class. Like I tried like a a whopper acting class and I remember thinking like oh it's a bit serious it's a little bit like really serious but it was cool acting acting, like screen and stage you know it's like a short course but it was like learning those kind of ropes and it wasn't about being funny very much sort of thing and then and then we moved again back back in um to Sydney and this is my third degree around the sun and this time I was like okay now I'll really lean into trying the arts and I did an arts business degree and then again hating it because in the arts I did like what is it acting and again it was just really earnest serious acting and I just was hating it there was a funny guy in my class I owe it all to him his name's Lyndon um and he said you're funny you should come to UCID there's this theater sports thing there that I think you'd be really good at and so at UCID there's this whole like theater sports culture where you don't even need to be a student but they have shows at lunchtime and like um jams like two Mm. hour jams you go and you learn the ropes of kind of the building blocks of improv which Mm. is like making it up on the spot playing games um and so I went there and I was so nervous but then I just fell into like enjoying it meeting people and then I entered the like theater sports competition that they had at UCID and so that's where like that all came out of that uni world and then I started to get confidence and they have reviews there which are those like uni shows where you like write and make your own sketches I entered in women's review and that was so cool I remember that being like a defining moment of like auditioning for something and then getting in and like you're it's like it felt like SNL yeah it was like from going from nothing zero to 100 you're like in groups with other women like writing sketches and being like is this hat funny or should it be like like (laughs) it was un I was like oh, I always thought my whole life I was lazy because I didn't put in the time and effort into these different degrees or like different work. And I was like, oh, it's because I hadn't found the work I really wanted to do. I was like, this is the work I want to do. Yeah. And then from there I did like improv theater Sydney classes yeah. and then 
eventually stand up. God, oh I spoke for gosh. so long. No, thank you for I'm being so, so like sorry. candid and open with your entire story. <laughs> that no, that was I didn't know so much about your past like that. Well, do you feel this way? Like you talk about your past, and then it's like a domino effect. It's like, well, I can't tell you that without that. Yeah, like you know what you I mean. To do it. Yeah, but also yeah. it's like it all. It all. But all of it is necessary, and it makes sense, you know, because it's like I feel like in a lot of those like traumatic environments, and like when things like that happen, and then now when you say like you know when when I made people laugh you know and that was like the light and then it made mm. everyone feel so much better it's like oh okay and now you can see like how that trajectory led you to really like comedy and then yeah, try all yeah, these yeah, other yeah, different yeah, yeah. things and and then the, the acting class is being so serious like <laughs> and now I think of it like you know you do acting and you so inspire me Jen and you're so good at it you're um, so good at no, it you I know we've had so many connections like we were in an acting class together we had our triple j training together i'm actually it's all coming up to, to me i'm like oh my god but yeah that i'm now like maybe it was like i had to find the funny first and then level out and i'm like oh no that blend or like i i would be drawn to like more serious stuff now but i think yeah. in the beginning where i was like just trying to find myself it wasn't right for then of being like i want to be a screen actor it was just like i just wanted to be funny and be yeah. a performer yeah i i have yeah like some I don't know I feel like with acting and with anything where like you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and people are there to judge you yeah like the type of teacher you have and the environment that they create and making sure that's nurturing is so important like Mm. I had done one course where it was like a really serious teacher that I think like almost it was one of those things like someone almost cried in the class and then I it was just so like and everyone I was the oldest person there I was the oldest person everyone was like a hot young teenager (laughs) a cast of heartbreak high and you I was like, I'm going to be, I'm like their teacher. This is, that's the role that I can play here. But I was just like, oh my God, I'm so not cut out for this. And like, this is so serious. And people took it so, so seriously that I almost went like, this is completely not for me. Yes. Until, and then now I've kind of like re-entered it. You found it. it. That's really good. And also maybe it's not the best when you're like starting something to like take everything so seriously. A hundred percent. And also I feel like Jenny, if you're a comedian, like, that's the part of the brain that's so fun of being like to not take everything so seriously like that's the thing that like pulls you out sometimes you need to be serious but also I feel like comedians are able to pull back and be like oh yeah come on yeah 100% like you'll go crazy if you take everything seriously all the time your whole life 100% so it's that's such a good point of like yeah I've been talking about this with therapy of like you know, therapy is this big, big thing that like you have to get to to like solve your problems. And the, the gateway is who your therapist is. And part of that is like if you find someone who you don't vibe with, yeah. you're like, well, it's not for like, yes, do you know, it's exactly. like yes. actually therapy. It's so annoying. It's like dating and or like it an is. acting code. Yes. Everything is about relationships. Yes. You need even finding a doctor. Like eventually yes. you have to find someone that you vibe with, whatever yes. the reason is, whatever you want to buy into. Yeah. yeah. You can't Whoa. dismiss something as completely not entirely for you because the person at the other end matters so much. And I know so many people that are like, oh, I don't go to therapy. It's not for me. Yeah. And it's like, no, you just need the right therapist. Yeah, but yeah. it is draining. It yeah. is exhausting. Yeah. Like spending money on top of that. Like yeah, you don't get a free trial expensive. with a therapist. It's you have to so literally true. put the money down and be like, yeah. oh great. I got to tell you my whole life story again. It's not really a vibe. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Um, Okay, so then you came from like a family that was like pretty strict and pretty like, we want you to do the prestigious jobs and stuff. And then you're what I would consider in the creative world to be like, you know, you're like like on radio and stuff. Like, how are they now with, you Mm. know, comedy and everything else? Yeah, well, actually, it's so funny. When I like talk about it generally, I go, my parents are strict. But 
really it was my father who's like the controlling person I think my mum like was not the same but like with someone like my dad in the house like it's his way or the highway right so it was mainly my dad that was strict so he was the one like when I started to um you know do more comedy and stuff mum is supportive mum was supportive she had the like she's the love language of like worry and stress in terms of and I think a lot of people can relate to this like financial stability she's like Mm. how are you going to support yourself like are you thinking smart about a job like that she's like not like don't ever go into show business but she is worried of like show businesses hard and scary are you going to be able to do this I'm really worried blah 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 do you have a backup plan dad on the other hand I remember I told him and you know, his immediate reaction was bad, was really bad. Cause I, I also, it was therapy that got me, um, to finally like drop out of uni and tell my family. Cause I was lying for a while of like pretending that I was still in uni, even though I was just working in retail and doing classes and stuff. It was like a hidden thing that Uh, for a little while from my dad and that extended family, because it was like, you did not do that. There was like no one in my family who didn't like go and do some more like education and come out with like no like no one was in showbiz my whole freaking like family that I knew so it was a big big deal and I it really did take a lot of like therapy of like being like well you have to go out on your own and clearly like the violence is a scary thing but being outside of it of like maybe that's not as direct a threat anymore because I don't live with him anymore it was a little bit like when are you going to start living life for you yeah so mom was a bit supportive but the worried about that dad was a little bit like you're making the biggest mistake I I, Mm. you a waste of all the schooling and blah blah." like he just went like bad yeah but that didn't stop me and but I you know I did have that in my head of like you're at family functions and they're like what do you do and I'm like Mm. oh I'm yeah I'm just like doing improv and I like work in a and they're like oh and like I'd have to put up with that and um the relatives judging is such a big part of it in like ethnic ethnic for sure it's because like the thing about like oh my god my son is like here and then they go to like they're a doctor or they're a lawyer or whatever and then like your family also being able to brag about you is such a big part of it as well. It's like you're playing poker or some shit. Your children, everything you've got is like a chip. That's what I like about my mum's side is she doesn't buy into that. She's like, F that, like live for yourself. And so it's taken years of like, you know, you would get it of like slowly, you build momentum in your career. And again, it wouldn't always build to money all the time in the most direct way. But I just, that's why I've been so lucky to have Ben, my partner, because I think we both relate in that like you know you'd get it if I was like oh my god I'm doing seven at the store for the first time yeah, and it pays I'm like 100 like, yeah. and your mom's like that's what's that mean but like <laughs> so when true. you're in the context yes. you get the things that you have yes. to do to like get through yes. or like I'm doing this thing no it's not paid but like I actually think yes. it's a big deal yes so I had that through my like eventually my like partner and my friends that kept me going because if you tell your family it's nothing and it's garbage yeah and then truly, I think like there were some things that were happening, like getting on TV, the family started to like come around and oh like God, use so me true. as the chip. They're like, oh, can Chatter's on TV? Like they're now going to my father and being like, your daughter's on TV. Like, yeah. So it took him yeah. years to like kind of come around. And now it's like, woo, can yeah. But Triple J was the first like to have a job for like Christ's actual, sake. Like full time, stable income. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was a little bit like change my life vibes. Yeah. And so I think that is a little bit maybe to my parents of like okay maybe there's something here yeah that's <laughs> but still it's a maybe good. that's so good. i have like in terms of yeah like how parents, do you relate 
Oh, exactly the same. And exactly. I'm trying not to. Te- I'm trying not to ask you to tell me your life story because I imagine you've done it on every single podcast. But just know, I, tell I, as I, much I, as you want to. I, tr- I try to make it more about the, the oh, guests on these okay. podcasts. Well, but. how do you relate so far with like your your like ethnic yeah. like yeah family? Well, like, I mean, um, same type of parenting, like really strict. Except they have no idea about anything in the media, like yep. at at all. They have no context of. They, they have no idea what Triple J is, for example. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I also hid away that I was doing stand-up and lied yep. for several years. And then I think they might have discovered like a poster or something that I was posting on Facebook. And then they were like, what <laughs> is this? And then they don't even know what stand-up comedy is, right? Yeah. So I can't explain it to them. And they still kind of don't really understand it. Yeah. Like I think they might have seen like sketches and stuff on tv but stand up is still they don't actively like consume it or anything so what i still do is like completely like foreign to them yeah but it's like the same thing where it's like i was on like letters and numbers and then they knew SBS. Okay. They do well That's news. the ethnic channel. They're like, oh, <laughs> yes. okay. Yes. So they're like, oh, yes, we know this one. SBS World News. Like, she's going to be enough, on the news. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> like, even now, like, when I do, like, you know, my casual shifts at Triple J, they don't know what Triple J is. And I'm yeah. like, they're part of the ABC. And they're like, oh, ABC News. <laughs> ABC News. And I'm like, yeah, interesting that's you're going enough. on different news. <laughs> ABC News, SBS News. And then they, that's what they bragged to, like, my relatives. With, they're like Jenny's like, a journalist. She's yeah. why aren't you looking at the news? Yeah. They're like she's ABC News, SBS, and then everyone else is like, oh wow, she's a very important person. Does that mean like you are? I don't know what the word is. Like you don't like crave their recognition because you're like you're just doing it anyway, and they won't understand, right? Like, yeah, they they'll. I don't think they'll ever yeah. really understand anything in entertainment, really. So yeah. I'm kind of just like whatever. They just totally do it for me. like you know how when you, you'd start stand up and like people would bring like you know they'd enter raw comedy, yeah, the, like stand up comedy competition, and they like bring fifty friends oh and they God, bring family, yes. and I'm like I don't want anyone there, and they're always like Are you is your mom is your family? And I'm like no, it's not for them. Like exactly, I don't really right? care about my family. If they yes. want to come, they can come, but like I know my family. They know me, so they're like sitting there anxious for me. They're not yeah. enjoying it. They're like, oh, congenital, yeah. like, is she gonna be okay? And so I just think it's funny that for some people it's like that's what the, yeah. everyone's different. Yeah, everyone's different. But yeah, so many people their first gigs are like, yes, I want people to win. Yeah, my whole family, my auntie's here, yeah. everyone's here, and I'm like, I don't want them to yeah, see me. No. And then ninety percent of the time they're like, oh, and here are jokes about me masturbating, and it's like <laughs> you also don't want people to see you doing that. Like, no, not your family. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Totally no, relate. No, no. We get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's a, a content topic that I'm like, I feel like you'd have an opinion on this. Oh, okay. Let's go. This is real silly. Okay. So there's like girl math. Have you heard of girl math? Yes, but I don't actually know what it is, I think. <laughs> is it like you do maths, but like it doesn't add up or something? Yeah, or? pretty much. So the joke is like, um, you know, you'd go, I think it's something like you'd go shopping and then you'd spend what is essentially like a thousand dollars, but then you'd be like, oh, but then I got like a little discount and it all makes sense. Like girl math or whatever, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I'm going to order all these things and then yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't add up and you're like, yeah, whatever, girl math. That's I was so just, up my alley. Anything yeah. with girl in front of it, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing that. Everything you're saying, girl, what is it? Girl dinner, girl math. Yes. Like, you put girl, I'm like, that's my experience. Yeah. What do you think is going to be like the next girl <gasps> thing? Oh my god! What about like? Oh, it could be anything like girl science, like girl, yes, love girl it. politics, girl. Um, 
It's just like <laughs> it's just like anything like girl. Girl. <laughs> Do you have one? I don't know, girl. I reckon girl girl sport, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. And like, um, is that like what what's your pitch I, for that? I reckon it's gonna be like so there's actual sport which is like legit and very cool, but then there's gonna be like my version of girl sport, which is like me walking to the shopping center. Like walking that's really station. funny. It's me hitting three shopping centers in one day. Yeah, that's, that's girl, girl sport. That's girl sport. That's, that's a big thing. really funny. Oh my god. And what would I think girl mm, is there like girl weather? Like I don't know. I, is this a girl thing like I see the sun and I go, well, that's the weather for today. And then it's like, no, the weather gets colder like later in the night. And I'm like in a bikini top and I'm like regretting. Yeah, That might not be girl. That might just be me. (laughs) That might just be me. (laughs) You were just, you were literally telling me just then that it's like currently spring in Sydney. It's like, I would say it's like 20 to 25 degrees at the moment. And you're just like, this is horrible this is antarctica <laughs> to me you have no idea i i for six months eight months a year i'm like what's the point point? and then for the three boiling hot summer yeah. months i'm like let's get it that's when my brain switch i'm like a lizard i can like soak in the sun and I, like that's when i'm like i can like say every phrase and i know poetry like it just energizes me hot weather and um yeah i really do think this is cold like and it has been cold but like everyone's like oh on a cold day in their sun the best i'm like when you step out of the sun yeah. it's freezing cold so what am i supposed to wear <laughs> it doesn't make any sense i don't want to carry an extra jacket with me it's too much i feel like it's the most boring thing i've ever said but it is what i believe honestly but like whether this is like such a like every everyone says this it's like so obvious but it so affects your mood it's like, so affects like, your mood. like in movies you know when it's like They've got like um, in in our HSE high school English we called it pathetic fallacy. I don't know whether you oh, have the same God, thing. Oh God, no! Explain. Where like if the main character is really like sad, then it starts like raining in the background, oh, and then wow. when they're really happy, it's like their sun's out and whatever. Yes. And then like if it's like really depressed, they're like having like a moment and they're really sad, then like it's like nighttime or whatever, right? Yeah. And that's when like argument scenes happen. Like they're usually like at night mm-hmm. and whatever. I'm like that happens in real life. That is so definitely true. I'm so sad. I swear to you, I went to. A doctor and i was like i'm really down and and she was like you have seasonal depression and i was like what do i do and she was like buy a warm jacket <laughs> she's like come on go to uniqlo buy a big jacket and you just have to stay warm and get through it oh my god it's real i want to ask you this question it's what's the thing that you do that makes you the most happy and i think i realized Ooh. mine is walking on a sunny day i'm wearing my activewear i've got my airpods in and i'm listening to like the best music and i'm just stomping the pavement that's when I'm at my peak happy. I'm like, the world is my oyster. Like the sun does something to me, walking, like smiling at people. That's when I'm at my bliss point. Do yeah. you have something that... That's girl sport. That's what that is. Oh! <laughs> yes, it's hot girl walks. Is a yes. girl sport. Yeah. What's my happiest? Oh my, that's such a great question. Isn't it a great question? It could truly be anything. Oh my goodness. I, oh my God, you know what I love? Oh my God, I'm so ready. <laughs> I love leaving gigs early. That's so funny. I Can I say, I thought you were going to be like on stage and I wouldn't even have judged you. I would have been like, no, that's so fair enough. But you're saying leaving, does that mean that like you do the gig yeah, and you, you go straight spot, away? And then you just say bye to everyone and then you just get to go home and then like watch Netflix or whatever it is, like totally. a really good show. And you're just like, oh my God, yes, I've that's, so much That's girl time. gigging. Girl that's gigging is doing gigging. the gig and 
fucking off. Whereas like guys hang around, they're having oh, a beer, yeah. they're hanging out all night. I'm like, no, why are you so social? <laughs> the girlies are like high-fiving and leaving the yes. gig. They're like, great set, babes. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right, so we'll go to clapbacks, which is essentially where we take the really annoying things that people have said to us and then we clap back against them. <laughs> let's go. This is good. This let's is go. um, much needed. Yes, let's have a good vent about it. I got a few, but you got a few as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll, I can kick us off. Yeah. All right. This one's like so bitter. Okay. Can I ask where it's from? Uh, this one is from TikTok. Okay. So I had, uh, I, I posted a TikTok of what it, what it's like to travel alone, where I emphasize basic, I emphasize all of like the bad things about traveling alone, which is that like, you see like all these happy couples and you're like, oh God, I'm still single and I'm alone. Ugh, right. Yeah. And that's like one of the parts in the video, but it's like a funny, it's like a jokey comedic yeah. thing. I'm yeah. not actually. I get it. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not writing hate on your <laughs> videos. <laughs> yeah. no, you have it. a life, you're too busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> This person wrote, then get reminded by happy couples that you are forever alone. I mean, you did ghost me on one of the apps. Won't say which. We make our own worlds. Are you kidding? (laughs) If I just let that sink in. So that is a hate comment from someone who maybe like talked to you on a a dating app. On an app. And and is telling you you're miserable because of yourself. Yeah, that I've created my own. Like what deep. It's so deep, right? Like, it's like, we make our own worlds. Like. That's unbelievable. It's like, take the hint. I didn't like you. Yes, Move on. Exactly. You've, you've made your own world. You're the one commenting <laughs> on a effing girl who, like, swipe on. She's TikToks. Like, that's so crazy. It's like, also like, oh, yeah, that's going to win me back. That'll really make me Oh, pay my God. Yeah, I miss check, you. And check through the house and be like, oh, Far. yes, maybe I did forget to reply to you. Isn't it's so funny like you know that game where it's like you lost the game just from like saying that or something yeah that's like the second you write a hate comment you've lost the game dude you literally have lost i've never thought about it like that and here's a real speaking of like people doing weird things on dating apps and stuff i'm like this is this is the last episode i'm recording so i'm like i'm gonna share it with you go off so i had this (laughs) dude who i was chatting to on like a dating app and then he did the whole thing of like I don't check this out much. Let's take it to Instagram. Classy. Which is like... Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> so then chatted to him a bit on Instagram. But then I, I think I was like talking to someone else at the time or like I lost interest or whatever. Or I got busy. I forgot, right? Anyway, then comes... So this person was like based in um, Melbourne as well. So I'm like, well, this is never going to work because I'm going to stay in Sydney. The yeah. weather's beautiful here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did my Melbourne Comedy Fest show... And then he bought a ticket. And then at the very end of my show, I meet my fans and then I greet them. And there's like a line of people. This is going to sound like a brag, but it's genuinely not. I like meeting my fans. So there's like a line that forms and then people like come and take photos with me. And he was in that line. And then he came up to me and he was like, hey, you ghosted me. Oh, my God. And he opened with that. You know what I mean? I'm like. What do I what do I say to that? And then after that he was like, can I also get a photo? <laughs> oh my god, Jenny, what kind of men are running after you? That it is funny because it's like that's like a funny one-off story. That's twice. That's twice that someone's like chasing you down and be like, you ghosted me. But yeah. good content though. Good content, good content. Funny. Someone's yeah. laughing at this. <laughs> I'm laughing at this. 
<laughs> we're laughing at this. Is yeah. it my turn? Yeah. Okay. God, this is going to take a different tone. No one's in Let's love with me. Um, no one's like bitterly hurt that they didn't start a life with me and is coming <laughs> and lining up to see me with my fans. So at Triple J, if you don't know, at the radio station, there's like a text line and anyone in the country can text. Oh you gosh. just find the text number and you text and we see it live on air. And um, it was really – I was doing summer, you know, like alone um, last year, at the end of last year to like prep before breakfast. And that was a time where I got heaps of hate. And it was really hard because I was learning and I was yeah. alone and I had just started. And that would really get to me and I would like be crying off air sometimes. Oh, no. um, but it's funny because I got a piece of hate then that I got – I still get now. What? So this is hate that I got when I like first started. <laughs> It starts out so good. <laughs> Welcome to Triple J, Kajetta. Please feel free to take advice and inspiration from your predecessors. Miff, Nina, KLP, Linda, Bridget. Listened to them for years and didn't know they entered a DJ comp but didn't finish. That a lady in Italy wouldn't give up their Insta name. That the nonna said lipstick would fade their lips or how they eat ice cream. Let alone advice about talking in the toilet. Each time slot is different. Breakfast and afternoon drive typically involve more talk than other times when listeners want more music and less talk relax chill and do your thing and play music talk about the music and play some more more music less talk is smooth fm what the <laughs> hell are they on about <laughs> so like from the beginning like when i was alone again you know this we did this yeah. it's like well you we're comedians where people we don't like we're like i'm just gonna talk about funny stuff exactly. and and you and and yeah. people can reply to me so i'm not like yeah dead bored yeah. also that's like an entire because pa- i was like watching you read that and i'm like that was an entire paragraph yep. of someone who just like felt the need to also mention like previous hosts to so be they've like, been l- yeah. i know my thing welcome to triple j like i own it it's like, like cunt it's not yours what are you talking exactly. about like of course it's like the people's radio but like it's not built for you you exactly. one man you yes. don't get to tell me what radio is exactly. they wouldn't effing hire me dude yes. if i was wasn't what like exactly. triple j is supposed to be yeah god this took me eight months to say this because like back then i'd be like he's right i'm no, an idiot he's not now we're eight months in now i am in the role where i am supposed to talk okay yes. about my nonna and this yes um but i've still gotten the same thing this was a comment on um a video that like recently it was my four-year anniversary with my partner ben who oh, you congratulations. know and four years oh my god i know right i know and we don't really like do anything crazy to celebrate and he surprised me by ordering an austin powers impersonator to come to the oh, office yes, and, and sing so to me yeah. and it truly i had no idea it was for me i thought oh. it was like someone for the office like oh. it took me really long and i like obviously burst into tears i'm very oh. emotional and so they posted that yeah um on the triple j thing and, you know, mostly it's like lo- fun- loving comments. It's funny. But this guy wrote, we love music, not the DJs in capitals. Remember heroes like Linda Mariano, Kaz Tran, Miff oh Warhurst? We didn't hear anything about their lives because they loved music in capitals. <laughs> oh, my. God. But it's also like that popped up on their algorithm. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're responsible for their own <laughs> algorithm. If they loved music, well, then they could just scroll away from it instead of watching the entire video. Exactly. And it was so nice. Like people like retorted and they were like, "Um, this is posted on their show page. Like exactly. just move on. So it's just like being told to shut up. And it's like, you know, I guess I'll get told that forever. You know what I'm noticing actually right now? They're all women. 
They were all doing music shows. I'm on the breakfast show, which is a famously duo content-led position. Yes. Yeah. You know what also, I mean? Also, it's like, why are they feeling the need to like comment about all these other women in the past and like directly comparing yeah. you to them as well? Exactly. Like, it's yeah. the women that you're policing. Like yes. no one's being like, Matt and Alex, could you please yes. just talk about music and you're not supposed to do fun, yes. silly things. That's so true. Uh, the double standard. Anyways, that's Very all I had. I mean, I get a billion every day, but they're the only ones I Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. I got one where I <laughs> remember that time where <laughs> I was chatting to you about how I had to do like a sponsored ad for like period underwear. Yes. I shot it and one of the requirements in it was that you have to be seen wearing the underwear. So then I had to like do a shot of me in the underwear, right? As part of the brief requirements, which most people like did not realize. And the amount of things about my body that I no. saw being commented oh, was just like, so scary. oh, Jesus. But here is one that said flat as the earth, which is like, so you're also a flat earther. <laughs> like, did you just out yourself That's as someone really who doesn't funny. believe in science? You've outed yourself as an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, can I just make it quickly honest? How do you not let it get all this stuff get to you? Because I forget, like, again, you're big on TikTok. I thought TikTok's like a really nice place. I don't ever oh. go on there. I've always thought it was like TikTok's the most supportive of the apps, but like you feel it every there's hate everywhere. There's hate everywhere. There's always gonna be hate. But like I just I turn all, all literally all of my notifications off except yep. for Messenger and I don't read the comments. Yeah, it is smart. Yeah. When yeah. you're getting that big, you probably shouldn't. Although yeah. like some like the, I think I think sometimes I take a quick peek through and they're nice, but then there's always at least like if I'm gonna check it like two times a day one of those two times i'll always accidentally see yep. something that's like it's not yeah perfect. no I, I i shouldn't have read that your so. flat is uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah my butt is actually like like the earth it's very round so. <laughs> all right so conchetta i had accidentally ended this podcast previously because i you dro- I, dro- I drove all the way home and you said get your ass back here conchetta and so i drove all the way back and i said jenny you know i do breakfast radio you dog no i'm just kidding we were hanging out and you were like i forgot two more questions yes, let's pop the mics back let's on let's do it thank you very much for coming all the way back and you even like changed your car parking spot and everything because we we're like we're gonna hang out it's gonna be a while and you need free parking so basically i I end the pod with two questions for every single one of my guests. The first one is, do you go to therapy? Fuck yeah, I go to therapy. Amazing. And what do you think is the greatest lesson you've learned from therapy? Um, I hate to be cliche, but truly like I've learned lessons in therapy constantly and consistently. And it's been the biggest thing that has helped me get through this crazy thing called life. One thing that comes to mind is just the thing of like when someone does something it's about them and not a you thing if that Mm. makes sense like so just think about so many times you've done something and like if someone were to assume something about it like um just say I didn't talk to you like when I walked in I like went somewhere else and that's exactly what you did no exactly (laughs) I walked in and I said I'm not talking until you turn the mics on this is such a shit example like I have notes like I have notes upon notes I would write everything down from therapy and it would like like each chapter of my life I'd be like oh this is helpful for this so I'm sorry this is I'm like butchering it but just that idea of um no you're not it's like um the the way that I read it in a self-help book once was don't take anything personally yeah a little bit of that actually helps you because like you just forget that we're all in our own heads Mm -hmm. half the time and it's good to like actually just 
not always assume. Also, there's this this list that my therapist gave me called thinking errors, which like, you know, if your brain has like a billion things going on, like for example, a thinking error is catastrophizing. Mm. Like if you fall into a pattern of being like, oh no, like I was, I, I was running late to this podcast. Oh my God, I'm running late. Oh my God, Jenny is going to be so mad at me. And then that means like the podcast is going to go late. And so then it's got like going to be a bad ep. And then like, I'll never do podcasting again. And like, I'll <laughs> yeah. never be like, yeah. it, there was just so many things that my brain just do on autopilot and then Mm. there was this list of actual thinking errors of like catastrophizing is one like making narratives is one like where you make a story about what's going on um anyway so yeah i mean i i so relate to that and also you weren't even that late like you were like you messaged going (laughs) i mean clearly you were typing in your car (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then i could i could tell you were like i'm gonna be five minutes like and then you were like on the dot like 205 we met up you were like only five minutes and i'm like that is so fine and i do not care at all if people are like you're doing this pod for like and just like giving me all of your time like totally, i would never be upset you. at someone who does that so yeah and that's me because i was catastrophizing no but that was just an example anyways i hate my answer what's the next question <laughs> no you did great <laughs> it was good um the last question to close off the pod is conchetta how do you like your peanut butter smooth or crunchy crunchy Yay! I love crunchy. (laughs) Thank you, Jenny. Thanks so much, Conchetta. Bye.